1: Stress all night Take your mind off your money
0: And focus on your life Money don't matter All the stuff it bought It's the way you think
1: Yay! This part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks so much for stopping by, everyone. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, your hostess with the Financial is here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. He is back in the saddle this week, yeah. and we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's <clears> episode <throat> with the following great features. So first off, we have our fourth key in the Keys to Riches, which is?
0: Knowledge is power. Not knowing is powerful. Ding, ding, ding,
1: ding. <clears> Yay. <throat> it's <clears> We are almost to unconscious competency for you. <laughs> we are almost at the fourth level of learning. How Un- great is that? I love that. Unconscious. Yay. Con-
0: what was that? Unconscious.
1: Competent. Competence. That's so like. So you start out See, at unconscious incompetent, So, you, which is you don't know what you don't know, which mm-hmm. plays in perfect with this week's key. Uh, but uh, so we don't even know what we don't know. Like, for example, when we are kids, we ride in the car. We know a car takes us places, but we have no idea how we get there. Right. And then daddy puts you in his lap to drive, and then you're like <gasps> – I know what happens in that seat over there, but I don't know what happens over here. Now you're consciously competent. You're like, oh my God. And then like once you get your learner's permit and your driver's license, you are now consciously competent because you're driving down the road and you're paying attention to the horizon line. You got the radio low and you're like, oh my gosh, highway hypnosis. So then you start checking your mirrors, scanning, checking your gauges, looking from your back mirror to your side view mirror, looking in your blind spot, always signaling, hypervigilant. And then you evolve to the level of unconscious competency which is when you get in your car and then you arrive at work after eating a moldy donut and some stale coffee you sent 10 text messages you narrowly avoided running over a coyote and you managed to flip through the radio and rock out to your favorite tunes from the 80s and you have no idea how you got to work yeah. you just ended up there yeah so that's so you're you're at that level yeah so yeah, you're con- you're con- you're unconsciously competent now. You've got them all down. So n- no more cheat sheet. Next week, no cheat sheet.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start embedding it. Next week is take emotion out of the picture.
0: Okay. Let me see if I can... you know it's it's association. I think you ha- and I haven't I haven't done that yet. So you you have to associate the number with the key. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. I can do that.
1: I, I think you can. I have yeah. full faith and confidence in you. Yeah. So we also have our moolah word of the day, and it's going to be an investing word. So I'm excited about that. Plus, we're going to do our Freedom Fest recap, and we're going to talk to you about what's coming. What's coming down the pipe next week? You're looking at me like, oh my gosh, what do I have <sighs> to do?
0: No, I, you said coming down the pipe, and I'm and again, my age is showing. But we used to say coming down the pike.
1: Pike. Yeah.
0: Pike meaning a road, turnpike.
1: Oh, coming down
0: the road. But your your generation says pipe, and I've heard it more like a faucet. It's running. Yeah,
1: I guess very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, then again, you grew up northeast. I grew up Azarona. What? Azarona. (laughs) Azarona. (laughs) That's what. As we used to call it when we were little. Where are you from? Because, you know, like sometimes when people would send me mail, like, did you, I don't know if you ever had pen pals, but they would be like Arizona AR, but that's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. See, we're AZ. So I'm like, no, as, AZ is in Azarona.
0: And you guys did not have turnpikes out here. Turnpikes no. are all in, in, in the east.
1: Yeah. I don't know what a turnpike is.
0: It's a it's a highway.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, we have highways. It's a road. Well, kind of a road. Is it different from what we have here?
0: Well- you know, they use the the word was used back in the Civil War quite a bit, and the you know, you know, Baltimore Pike, and you know, that was the road to Baltimore from DC. You know, so. Okay. Yeah, just what your listeners need to to, to know.
1: Well, you know what? It, if it's going to further their financial freedom, by golly, <laughs> they need to know it. <laughs>
0: All right, moving on from geography.
1: Yes. Okay, so let's circle back to this week's key, shall we? So we are now at our fourth key in the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We are so glad to have you. The uh, Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And our Keys to Riches has become such a powerful segment that it actually became its own show. So if you want to know what this week's key is, you just need to check out our Monday show at unlockyourwealthradio.com, or better yet, you can visit the website where you can get all the tools, tips, and tricks that you need to deploy the Keys to Riches at keystoriches.com. So uh, be sure to check out that show because knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful, is actually our whole, the foundation of the way we manage our money. And it's our three-five financial strategy. So there's three questions you need to ask and five areas of concern to address. And if you want to know more about that, again, visit keystoriches.com and just click on this week's show for the knowledge is power key. So, uh... Moolah, word of the day, shall we? Mutual fund. So the definition of a mutual fund is an open-ended fund operated by an investment company which raises money from shareholders and invests in a group of assets in accordance with a stated set of objectives. Mutual funds raise money by selling shares of the fund to the public, much like any other type of company can sell stock in itself to the public. Mutual funds then take that money they receive from the sale of their shares, along with any money made from previous investments, and use it to purchase various investment vehicles such as stocks, bonds, and money market instruments. So uh, in return for the money – They give to the fund when purchasing shares. Shareholders receive an equity position in the fund and, in effect, in each of its underlying securities. So for most mutual funds, shareholders are free to sell their shares at any time, although the price of a share in a mutual fund will fluctuate just like stock prices fluctuate daily, Mm -hmm. depending upon the performance of the securities held by the fund. So the benefits of mutual funds include diversification and professional money management. Mutual funds offer choice, liquidity, and convenience, but charge fees and often require a minimum investment. A closed-end fund is often incorrectly referred to as a mutual fund, but it is actually an investment trust. There are many types of mutual funds, including aggressive growth, asset allocation, balanced, blend, bond, capital appreciation, clones, closed, crossovers, equities, fund of funds global funds, growth funds, growth Income hedge fund, income fund, index fund, international fund, money market fund, mutual bond fund, prime weight fund, regional fund, section, sector fund, specialty fund, stock fund, and tax-free bond fund.
0: <sighs> yeah,
1: and just I'm a little a,
0: list. I'm a mutual fund guy, and I, my broker never told me all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm a fun guy too, or a fun girl. Are, I guess. are you really? Are you? A, are <laughs> I'm you not a quite a guy?
0: Are you a fun person?
1: Oh yeah, because I don't have time. Yeah to watch the markets right each and every day and nor do I want to because it's I don't invest that way i mean we it's not our job to day trade yeah you know what i mean plus when day tra- trading became cost prohibitive you know i got out of it i did it for like a year i did i sold my car I didn't have a job for like a whole year. The year it, – and it's just funny. It, then they changed the laws on us, the tax laws, and you had to hold them and stuff like that. But I was flipping a stock like there was no tomorrow. I found fa- all my friends that had companies that were public. I just followed their stocks and there were certain price points. And I didn't need to make a killing. See, that's where people make mistakes when they trade individual funds. Mm-hmm. They want to make like 200 percent. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? If I could just generate a little bit of income off 30% of 30
0: percent is not bad.
1: Yeah, 30% is not bad. No. But as a goal, it, 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 if I saw that in any given day something fluctuated between $10 and $15, that was the swing where I would go like 11 and 14. I would take just inside there. And so I would put a buy order in at 11. So I knew it was traveling up if it was low at 10. Um, and then I would sell just before it would peak. Mm hmm. You know, so I would sell at the 14 if I knew it was going to 15 cuz I knew that I would get out. I knew there'd be a buyer for right, myself. Right. So I just took so I just took a little pinch. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just like to make money in little pinches and I take a pinch here and a pinch there before you know it, I got a big pile of money. Yeah. And so I would do all my research at night. I would schedule all my trades in the morning, and then I would go to like some craft classes, I, t- you know, I took a painting class, I did mm-hmm. pottery, I just did all this crazy bohemian kind of stuff mm. for like a whole year, and I rode my bike everywhere, I got in great shape, you know, I, I worked out, I just, I had this amazing little life for like a year until Uncle Sam decided I was having too much money, I was making too <laughs> much, and he started to change the, t- the rules on <gasps> how long you could have it, how you had to hold it, and it just became cost prohibitive, I lost my margins. Hey, it's okay. We've got trouble in paradise here of, at the Music uh, Lab West <gasps> Studios. Bunch That's of what happens. Howling
0: dogs here.
1: Yes, uh, the prosperity Poochies are more concerned with what's going on outside the door in the construction zone than what's in here uh, with their money management skills. Well, we'll we'll make it through. Yeah, somehow we'll suffer through. Uh, so, um, anyway, so that's our moolah word of the day. And so for the rest of the show, I'd like to kind of just do a Freedom Fest recap and then talk about what we're going to be doing next week because we have an exciting show, show shows, more than one planned for you for next week. So, um, so last week was both the Atlas Society Summer Summit as well. As Freedom Fest. And Freedom Fest is the largest liberty and economic conference in the world. And it's amazing. Let me just tell you. And I did a lot of interviews. I did a lot of interviews with politicians. We did like 30 plus interviews last week. I mean – I was up at five and I was hitting the sack around one. So I was maybe getting four hours of sleep every night because we would get back to the room, but then we would have to dump audio and video off the chips. We'd have to organize everything. We'd have to make sure we would have to test all our cables. We'd have to change batteries, charge batteries, make sure everything was ready to go for the next day. You know, so it was uh, it was a lot of work. Plus, I had speaking engagements You know, I I spoke four times there outside of our uh, uh, book pre-launch party that we did for Money, Credit, and You. And that was amazing. We did an ice cream social. I was like, what kind of a party can we have, you know, that doesn't conflict with the other events that everybody will want to come to? And so we picked at 4.30 on Thursday, we did an ice cream social. Nice. It was so great. And we had these great cakes. So it, it, check out our YouTube channel at uh, YouTube.com. Heather halls is the name of the channel. Uh, if you don't know how to spell my name, it's, it's simple, but it's not as easy as one would think. And it's W-A-G-E-N-H-A-L-S. So I like that, that my name has money in it. I've got wage in Halls in my name. And so we just had an amazing time. So the Atlas Society Summer Summit is about the study and practice of open objectivism. As, an, as a philosophy, Ayn Rand created objectivism as a philosophy. And it's not just a political philosophy. It's truly a philosophy for life. And I got some really great interviews with some objectivists. I got the new CEO for the Atlas Society, Jennifer um, Anju Grossman, and she's just one heck of an amazing dynamic lady. She is so into objectivism. Her license plate says Ayn Rand. Oh, wow. I just lost my producer. He just <laughs> whacked his head on the keyboard. Ouch. Are you gonna are you going to make it okay? going to do it again. Yeah. Don't yeah, do that. I'm don't do that again. I was just- you know what my dad used to say? Uh, he has since passed. But when I whenever I would get into trouble, he would always say um, that based on my personality type, he figured that I would do things at least twice to make sure that it was fun the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and in, just in case I didn't have fun the first time because I didn't do it right, I'd do it again just to make yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> as long as it didn't hurt too much. Yeah.
1: That looked like you just took two chunks out of your head. Yeah.
0: It looked, it looked a lot worse than it was.
1: It was like right there in the parietal lobe, too. Yeah, yeah. I hope we don't have any significant damage from that. you still got some music to compose for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I spoke on the man of reason ideal. Is it achievable? Or is it idyllic? And I believe it's achievable. And the the keys to riches is actually kind of based on objectivist philosophy. It wasn't an intentional thing, but if you look at each one of the keys, it's rooted in one of the pillars of objectivism for sure. Mm -hmm. Because it's up to us to really create our financial freedom. It's not up to the government to subsidize our lives. And it's certainly um, not up to them to take everything from us. This redistribution of wealth thing is just absolutely – Um, unbelievable. It's asinine. And I've got an amazing interview for us to share. So I had people coming up to me, um, and I I was interviewing folks that were in in my different presentations, sharing what freedom meant to them. And I got some bone-chilling, blood-curdling interviews. This one woman, um, her name was Lee, and I can't remember her last name off the top of my head. But uh, uh, she was part of, you know, the one percenters in China that, uh, before socialism, right? She was a kid and
0: in the sixties, right?
1: Yes. She was born in the fifties in the sixties. They came in, they seized all their property. If you were rich or famous or both, you were done. Yeah. So they came in. Intellectuals too. They've oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, like um, she she'll tell us her story. It, it's just it's bone chilling. So she she came from this lineage of of uh famous you know intellectual people, scientists, yeah. bankers, the whole deal. Yeah. So, uh, so there was the Reds which were the communists and then there were the blacks much like our blacks were segregated yeah. and so like if you went to the train station you had to use separate bathrooms you had to use separate lines to go through things and if you were a black they you were allowed to be stoned you were allowed to be spat upon Jeez. i mean it'll just it's crazy i mean and i don't want to give away too much of our interview but Next week, we're going to be doing the, the Five Days of Freedom Fest, and we're going to have her interview as a feature interview. It's unreal what this woman went to, went through, but what a testament um, to uh, her resilience and her resolve. And she made it here, and she's actually afraid for us, because th- there is nowhere else to go if we lose our freedoms here. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have personal freedom. We cannot have economic freedom. If we cannot achieve political freedom, we will never be able to be financially free because we're going to have people in government taking away what we rightfully earn. And when they take away what we've earned, they take away our desire to achieve, bottom line. And we should be entitled to our own achievements. And if we, like in Atlas Shrugged, force all of... The entrepreneurs and the idea makers and the producers, as they say in Atlas, to go on strike. Who are we going to have money to take from? Because the bureaucrats are going to become the new bourgeoisie. And by golly, they're you know just like they want to take our guns, they want to take our money, they want to take our stuff, our property that's rightfully ours. You know, Hillary is is hell bent on getting rid of all the guns except for her people the protect her. They all can right. have them. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. You know, Um, the purpose of us having guns was to rise up against an oppressive government. Tyranny. Yeah. You know, not to 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 uh, hunt or fish or whatever, like people think. No, it's to rise up against an oppressive government and to to surrender all of that. I mean, it's a slippery slope. That's the first thing that Hitler did. Took away all the guns. That's the first thing that what was the guy? Mao. Was it Mao? Mao Zedong. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think how fortunate I am to even have a Sharpay because Sharpays were considered bourgeois dogs, and so they killed all the Sharpays over there. Wow. Like, we were lucky in the 80s when they were able to bring some here and actually start breeding them. Huh. You know, it's just unfortunate. It's just heartbreaking. It just what it,
0: Well, we don't have to get into it, but it does seem like the way society goes. It goes in that direction that government, you know, doesn't want to let us have – You know, total freedom.
1: Well, and that's why our founding fathers, you know, were insistent upon it. I mean, just think about what caused the revolt. It was over just a small tax. Wasn't it 10 cents or something mm -hmm. on the T? It was was a small tax. And, you know, they have edged that up to where if you work your rear off and you become successful— and now, remember, the threshold of success is only $250,000 a year. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So you're considered rich at that point. Now, whether or not you at $250,000 feel rich, it's another point. That government has defined you as rich. How would you like somebody to come and just arbitrarily take everything? You're in the highest tax bracket. You're losing 40%, not including state. Yeah. It's- you know, if you live in California... Between state and federal income tax, you take home less than what people take from you. And you should be enraged about that yeah. because yeah. the way to build wealth isn't just about earning it. It's about stopping government from taking it yeah. from you. And, and we really have to pay attention to that because <gasps> that, that's an important thing. So, so that's why I like that Freedom Fest is about both liberty – And economics, because without personal and political freedom, we can never have financial freedom because the government will not allow us, you know. So um, so we have to really consider that for a moment. I met some really exciting and amazing people. We have a really great on Unlock Your Wealth TV. We have a really great um, interview with um, uh, Steve Forbes. You know, editor in chief of Forbes magazine. Um, he's pretty exciting. He gave us some really great wealth building tips and how to become wealthy um, from the man who makes the list of the top wealthiest people. I would think that he might know a little something about money. Probably knows what's on the list. Yeah. yeah so he he knows how to get on the list for sure. Yeah. He, so he'll he'll give us some great advice. So that we'll we'll see, listen to him from uh uh from Freedom Fest. We also. Um, have uh, uh, Shark Tank former Shark Tank founder and star um, Kevin Harrigan we did an amazing interview with him and um, and uh, so he talks about building wealth and how to invest he gives us really great tips on investing which was pretty exciting I thought Uh, this segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org the only service that actually prevents identity theft All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash keep my ID to click on the link to start your special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners and begin protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAX. So those are just two of some of the heavy hitter interviews. So we also have, I think I mentioned, um... Jennifer Grossman from the Atlas Society. Uh, We also have Wayne Allen Root. Now, this is a guy, when I heard him speak at the RLC that I went to last uh, October... I was blown away by his personal story because this guy, I think of myself as a scrapper. I grew up fighting. I had a fight because it was uncool to be a kid from a mother that was uh, divorced with two kids. Mm-hmm. It, being a single mom in the 70s was not cool. Plus, you were still discriminating in, you, against in the 70s. You could not get a loan. You could not buy anything without a man co-signing for yeah. you. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and uh, so – it. It was a challenge. Uh, my brother, my my younger brother, um, was always beat up. So my mom always made me go beat up the people to beat him up. So I was constantly in a fight about something or someone. I had to grow up learning how to fight. And, and Wayne tells this great story about how he was always beaten up. But uh, the title of his book, which is so amazing where he teaches you the power of relentless and about going after stuff. He he gave a really, really exciting interview. Hmm. Um, so uh, um, we also interviewed Nicholas Sarwark, who is the president of the uh, Libertarian Party. And he talks about how the movement is actually expanding. If you look at some of the numbers between what's going on in the in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, the Libertarian Party is actually gaining members, and specifically gaining millennials, because they're seeing the ramifications of some of their you know spread the wealth kind of initiatives right. and how those aren't working, and they're seeing how they're getting gouged and taxed. So, uh, oh. Um, Carrie Lutz, our broadcast partner, Carrie Letz was amazing. Uh, for those of you who have heard him, he has the Financial Survival Network. We co-broadcasted out of the same booth. He's my buddy from Florida. And I guest appear on his shows a lot. He also um, and also on the ID Theft Warriors. I'm always on their shows talking about how to protect your identity and what the latest fraud or scam is out there. And uh, so I interview him because he is Mr. Investor. Like, he's got his fingers in, like, every financial investment pie there is. Uh, We've got Kenny Shearn. So I've never had a rare coin guy on the show, you know, because I am more of a person that is looking for not just capital appreciation, but cash flow. I'm all about making money on our assets. Mm. And those things... In order to get money out of them, you have to sell them. If, if you want to get the value of the appreciation, if but to he, hold on
0: to them too for a long
1: time, right? Well, no, not necessarily. Okay. So, so we have a really great interview. He shows us, um, and this is on Unlock Your Wealth TV too. He shows us the different types of coins you can invest in, and how these things are tax deferred. Mm. The transfer of wealth with these things is unbelievable. Cool, uh, and so I wasn't aware of it. And uh, uh, so he enlightens us. This, this is my first exposure. And um, he's thinking about being a potential sponsor for the show too. So I'm pretty oh, excited. So great. Kenny Sharon, yeah. yes, so we have a great interview with him. Uh, we mm-hmm. kicked off the whole uh, Freedom Fest. Our first interview was with co-founder Joanne Skousen. And also she's the one that started the Anthem Film Festival. And so what this does is this gives uh, libertarian and free-minded um, movie and film producers, um, uh, and documentary people, a place for their voices to be heard, and they actually have competitions. And one of the ones that won was amazing, was seized. And she actually was talking about how good it was in the interview. And Tom LaCastro uh, made this film, and it was all about the illegal um, property seizure um an unwarranted property seizure and it's so exciting you know because she um, she kind of was talking about this particular show as, as a highlight you know when we asked her what movies that we should be paying attention to he was one of them and i was so excited to see him on stage So, uh, he's a really great, you know, filmmaker. Um, Kim Sawyer, my buddy from the Atlas society. Um, so he's a wealth coach, but he goes, he approaches it from a different perspective. He's an executive and, and corporate coach. So he helps companies, um, uh, get their people's vision in line with what they do. And we had a really strong interview with him. And uh, he his tagline is, um, every person we touch walks away wealthier. And so I'm like, okay, Midas, stroke this shoulder here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he was great. So we had him. Uh, we also had Dale Ledbetter, Paul Dykowitz. Um, uh, I'm looking on the list. I can't see... Um, Um, We also um, interviewed uh, this really great lady, and her name was, and and Carrie was gone, so it's not on my list, but her name was Gina, and I can't think of her last name. Anyway, she uh, brokered the deal for DirecTV to be sold to AT&T. She has 2,500 units, um, real estate um, rental units, and she's building her portfolio. And what I find that's interesting if you look at some of the people who have built incredible wealth in particular industries where they hold their wealth after they sell out and her I, – I look at um, Bob Parsons as another one. He built his wealth with GoDaddy, one of the largest internet providers and, and uh, domain name hosts and uh, uh, places to register your domain, registrars as, as the case may be. He built his wealth, and and he lives here in Arizona, so uh, what we have seen since he sold out is he's moved his wealth from the sale of GoDaddy into real estate. And Gina has done the same with what she does, and she also teaches financial seminars. She teaches people how to build wealth also. Which is what is so amazing. But I'm finding that the more and more people I interview, and the more and more people that have made their wealth in one area always return curiously to real estate as their investment vehicle of choice for their personal wealth outside of their businesses. So I think that that's something interesting that we need to follow up on. But yes, so be sure to tune in next week where we are going to do the five days of Freedom Fest. And we're going to feature all of these small vignette interviews in our radio show if my producer survives this show because he just whacked himself again on the keyboard. (laughs) My We might not have—the maestro of moolah is bleeding out as we speak, so I should probably end this show.
0: I'm trying to keep these dogs from barking.
1: Yeah, so he's playing on the floor with the dogs and he keeps getting up and whacking. Himself. But anyway, thank you so much for stopping by. Remember to tune in next week for our five days of Freedom Fest interviews. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And for the injured maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagenhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagenhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation unlockyourwealthradio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved for more information on the keys to riches financial wellness series please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com